Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, this is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of Vice. It's Monday, June 4th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today we're talking about the FOSTA-SESTA legislation and how, in the wake of it, sex workers are mobilizing across the country. So Friday marked the first ever National Day of Action and Lobbying on behalf of sex workers' rights. And it was followed on Saturday by International Sex Workers Day. It was a big weekend for sex worker advocacy, and it really couldn't have come at a better time. In April, President Trump signed into law controversial legislation called FOSTA-SESTA for short, which effectively limits the online tools sex workers can use. Now, the law was initially intended to combat sex trafficking, but the problem is it doesn't make any distinction for consensual sex work. So almost immediately after it was signed, a bunch of online spaces that sex workers often use closed down. And this left sex workers unable to connect with each other online and do things like vet their clients or share important safety information about the industry. So it's an issue of livelihood and it's an issue of safety. But despite all these negative effects that these laws are having on sex workers, it has brought the community together in new ways as they organize for their rights. So here's Vice's executive editor, Dory Carr Harris, speaking with Vice writer Kimberly Lawson on the story. Friday was National Sex Worker Lobby Day, the first one ever. And we've been hearing a lot more from and about sex workers recently because of the passing of SESTA-FOSTA. But it's not clear to me whether people actually understand the full scope um, of these pieces of legislation and what they mean and entail. So maybe we can just start by giving a brief description of what these really mean. So SESTA stands for Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act, and FOSTA stands for the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. And both of these pieces of legislation sound like good ideas. Their goal is to hold internet companies liable for their role in facilitating human trafficking. And it would also make it easier for victims to sue companies that knowingly promoted or facilitated any illegal activity. The thing is, many sex workers rely on places like Backpage and forums like those found on Reddit to help connect with other sex workers to share information, to share tips, to share safety measures, to share references for clients. They use these forums to connect with each other as a community, just, you know, any marginalized community, what they do is they come together and they help each other out. And in this instance, that's the place that sex workers are going is online. But because of the scope of the law, because the law doesn't clarify what it covers, information such as that which sex workers share with each other could also be 
liable under this law. And that's why many places such as Backpage have been closing down, thus leaving sex workers without a place to to share information. These forums and, you know, online websites, they'll be prosecuted and what are the other sort of penalizations or consequences that they might face for hosting this type of material? When a website or an online platform, if they find themselves uh, being prosecuted civilly or, or criminally, that could be punishable with up to 10 years in prison. Wow. So it's quite severe. Uh, so understandable that a lot of these sites are unfortunately having to shut down or remove that type of content so that they don't face this very serious prosecution. And other than, you know, sex workers losing this kind of platform to conduct their business and sort of fund their livelihood, what have been some of the other effects within the community in terms of how sex workers are sort of carrying out their jobs? Well, I think because they've in some cases have lost these avenues. Um, Some sex workers have said that they can't be as discerning about their clients, especially those who may not be as established in the business and, you know, are are still adding to their client lists. So they may not be able to turn to certain sources to vet some of these people. And as a result could, you know, be putting themselves at risk for violence. Right, because it's not just the sort of places where these transactions were taking place or where you could find, you know, whatever particular type of activity you were looking to engage in, but also the sort of message boards and forums and communities where sex workers were able to talk to each other are also being shut down. And so people have sort of lost this ability to gain insight, knowledge, tips, tricks, comments from other sex workers and, you know, therefore are sort of concerned that they won't be able to have the sort of same screening mechanisms and same support network that they had before. So how have sex workers been trying to make up for that loss? Well, some of the advocates that I've spoken to are are worried, in fact, that um, some people will have to go back to street-based sex work, which according to various studies, is three to four times more likely to um, endure violence. So that's another fear that um, advocates and some sex workers have is just, you know, being pushed away from these online spaces, which in many cases are much safer, and then having to turn to the street. That's a, it's a pretty, like, scary possibility. Right, absolutely. And so this past weekend was a huge sort of moment for the sex work community. Saturday was International Whores Day and there were, you know, marches across the country of people coming together to vocalize their rights and their discontent with these laws. Who are some of the groups that are marching, um, who are marching this weekend? There are events and marches and demonstrations happening across the country. Um, One of the groups that's been spearheading a lot of those events is the Sex Workers Outreach Project. So, for example, the chapter in Seattle hosted a funeral procession, which they did in May. And then the organizers behind the hashtag Survivors Against SESTA, they have also been a part of some of the demonstrations. 
uh, one woman that I spoke to, she she founded the Black Sex Worker Collective in New York, and she and her group are also out there raising awareness for sex workers' rights and just trying to get the word out about what this legislation has done. And her goal is to help normalize conversations around sex work. And that's why she's been working to make her collective more visible. Other than sex workers themselves, have any other sort of arms of government or organizations really stepped forward to dispute the sort of, you know, constitutionality of these laws? So I I think one really interesting part of this is that right before the the law was passed by Congress, the Department of Justice actually filed a last-minute letter raising a, quote, serious constitutional concern about the legislation. They suggested that it would be actually become harder to prosecute sex trafficking sites because of how, how vague the legislation was. I thought that was really interesting. Interesting. And so other than you know, these marches and protests and events, what else is being done? And what can people who may not be in that profession do to sort of further this cause um, and get involved? You know, one of the things that strikes me about this work that they're doing is that it's so it's so niche, like I don't hear anyone talking about sex workers rights. And the thing is, I watched an interview with someone and, and she pointed out that a lot of people walk past their demonstrations or their marches and they think, oh, well, I'm not a sex worker or I don't know anyone who's in sex work. This doesn't impact me. And the thing is, when you think about those ads that you see online, the faces of sex workers are always blurred out. Like you don't know who is in sex work. And so I think it's important for people to realize that though you may not think this touches you, it probably does. You probably do know someone who's in sex work. And regardless of whether or not you agree with what they're doing, they're still humans. They still deserve rights. They still deserve protections. And I think that's the message that a lot of a lot of these um, advocates and groups are trying to raise. To read Kimberly's full article, go to broadly.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And tune in again on Wednesday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.